What is going on, beautiful people? I hope you are having an amazing day. Welcome back to another episode of the Thrive Forever Fit Show. I'm your host, Jay Nixon. And if you know anything about me or you've listened to this show for any amount of time, you know that my goal is to help you live your happiest, healthiest life while on the quest to cure obesity. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I am immensely grateful that you spend your time listening to me rant and ramble about all things health, wellness, abundance, and opportunity. It absolutely means the world to me. Today's episode is sponsored by my brand new weight loss transformation program called FLEX. FLEX stands for a flexible lifestyle eating and exercise program. And my promise is this, it will be the last program you ever need to purchase. It is a weight loss program that is not a diet. I know that just blew your mind. This is not a diet. There's no pills, potions, or false promises that you have to purchase. There's no fad, no covers of magazines, no doctors and lab coats. This is real deal lifestyle transformation that is going to change your life forever. You will never need to do another diet. You're going to get expert level support and accountability. You're going to get transformative information about how to eat, when to eat, what to eat. There's three reasons that people struggle with weight loss. There's too, It's too much, too often, or the wrong combination. They're either eating too much food, too often, or they're eating the wrong combinations. And I'm going to help you fix all three of those. Thousands of people just like you have ditched the depressive diet roller coaster, have come on board with the Thrive Forever Fit flex program and are transforming their lives. We've got clients that have lost 10 pounds in the first seven days, 15 pounds, 20 pounds. We've got clients that are over 130 pounds down. Guys, I promise you, this is the last program you'll ever need to purchase. And I am more than honored to offer it to you so that I can help you on your journey. All right, let's get to the show. I am really excited about today's show, gang. We have Crystal O'Keefe on the show today. She is the creator and co-host of the award-winning Peloton fan podcast called The Clip Out. She's interviewed tons of riders of Peloton, tons of instructors. She knows the ins and outs, the behind the scenes, the way back in the day story about Peloton, how it started from what she describes as a plunky startup to a household name, to a viral sensation. We're going to have some fun today. She's also going to talk about, we're going to talk about fitness, nutrition, how to get healthy, how to stay healthy, anything and everything that you guys know that I love to chat about. Today's going to be no different. Crystal is amazing. You guys are going to love her. The Clip Out is the podcast that she co-hosts. It's awesome. Check it out and get ready for Crystal. Crystal, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. I'm super excited to talk to you. There's so many different avenues that I want to go down that and, and my audience knows me. Like, I mean, we'll probably head down some rabbit holes that we'll be like, what are we even talking about? Like, how do you, how are you guys talk about nachos all of a sudden? But we'll always bring it back to why we're here. And that's to just inspire and motivate and help people, you know, change their lives. So you have a Super interesting story. Um, start just just kick it off for me. You got an amazing podcast that you talk about all things Peloton. Um, but you have been with those guys since 
before I even knew they existed. So give us the backstory and then we'll dive into some, some good stuff. Okay. So you have to first know that I was incredibly sedentary for most of my life and, okay. and overweight. So that leads to, that leads to, I had dabbled in exercise here and there. Um, but I was a typical, like worked in corporate America. I was a project manager, very busy, had, had a child, a young child could not find time to work out. Uh, things got really crazy, went through a divorce. It was just an insane time. I was finishing up my MBA during that time. So it was just super chaotic. So a couple of years later, uh, I had um, met my new husband and at the time we were dating and, and we had just started living together. Um, and I was like, things are calm. I can start focusing on like being healthy again. <laughs> and I had lost some weight on my own just by watching my, like what I was eating more calorie restriction than anything. And, um, so I was started looking for spin classes locally. Okay. That's, that's what kind of started this all off because I wanted to find spin classes. I had always enjoyed them. But as I started searching for them, it was practically impossible to find something that worked for my time frame because most of what I want, I am an early morning exerciser. If I don't get it done, Me too. it can happen. Yeah. Um, and so I knew that about myself and I wanted to do a morning class. But if I did a morning class, that meant I had to go to the gym. I had to take the class, finish getting ready there. I wasn't going to see my kid until after work that day. So there was yeah. no getting my kid off to the bus, you know, all the things that happen in the morning. What year is this, Crystal? Let's frame that for people. Oh, so, yeah, that's a good question. So this is like, this is early 2016 is when okay. this is happening. Because I'm thinking and, when you're talking about like, I own a gym. And so like, I know what that world is like. And you, I'm thinking like, back in 2016, if you were looking for something like specific, like something niche, like a spin or even a Zumba back then was like, yeah. I mean, it was like at a YMCA at three o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. And it was like super random. Um, I was living in Texas at the time, but in the moving to California, I think a lot more things were available out here than they were in St. Louis, Missouri. So I can't only imagine yeah. you were probably like, I just want to ride a bike. Like, and people were exactly. like, oh, we have two bikes and they're not available until next year. All right, go ahead. So 2016. That is exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So you could join gyms that had those things, or you could go to uh, spin studios specifically, but they were nowhere near where I lived. Right. So now you have a half hour commute add to all that. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that wasn't working out. So I started as I was looking for all these things, um, because Facebook is good at keeping track of what you're doing, um, they they saw that I was looking for spin classes and they served me a Peloton ad. Uh, and I was like, what is this? Uh, I love technology. Like if you want to get me to try something, technology is the way to go always. Yeah. Uh, and so I was instantly hooked. Um, and it took me quite a while to convince my uh, about to be husband that this was going to be different because I had an elliptical that I never used. Like uh -huh. I never used it. It had like an inch of dust on it. He was like, how is this different exactly? <laughs> In, you know, listen, insert treadmill, insert like any kind of exercise equipment that most people had at home back in that day and age. Like it was just a dirt collector or it was ended up in the garage or you try to sell it at a garage sale and it was just a pain in the butt. So I, I get where he was coming from. You're like, okay, here we go. Now we're, now we're, yeah. now we're building a gym. 
clear. He was like, it's your money. Like, if that's what you want to do, you do that. I just don't get it, you know? Right. Um, so, but I wanted, it was a big purchase. So I wanted both of us to be, you know, on board with it. So um, eventually uh, we actually decided to sell the house we were in and move to a new house. And so we came up with this solution that like, if we got what we were ask, asking for the house, then then okay, that was a no no brainer. We could get the Peloton, and I could order it to have it moved to the new house. So like we didn't have to move it from one yeah. place to the other. I thought that was a great solution. Uh, so luckily we got like three offers the first day, and one of them was an all cash. So I was in. I got exactly what I wanted, and I got my Peloton in July July fifteenth of twenty sixteen. That's when this, I got my Peloton. This is going to be a stupid question, but I I think I got my bike like in twenty twenty. Okay. And I might have known about them for maybe a year, maybe a year before I got my bike, maybe, yeah. but I'm, I'm in 2016 and I'm a fitness guy. Like I've been in the fitness space since I was like 17 years old. I, if you would have said, Hey, Jay Peloton, I would have been like, I don't even, we're not even speaking the same language. Or I don't even know what yeah. you want. So yeah. you, so you back in 20, and this is, again, this is going to be stupid. You could buy the bike back in 2016. You could, but you had to buy it online sight unseen because if we're in the middle of Missouri there's no Peloton store in right. fact when we started the podcast I didn't even know how to say Peloton because I'd never heard the word so I know that that's really embarrassing and very no, much like I'm, I'm in the middle of it, I was like we called it like like Peloton I don't yeah. even remember how we pronounce I've it heard it, I've heard it pronounced like a myriad of ways and so like don't be embarrassed by that I just call it my <laughs> Peli because I'm always afraid that I'm going to say it wrong and so I like I abbreviate, I give everything a nickname. So I've given it a nickname as well. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, um, so we get the, we get the Peloton and I instantly take my first class, like the very, like I, it, they literally plugged it in and the next live class started in 20 minutes and I jumped on, like I was okay. like, I'm in. Okay. And, pause. Uh, like today's yeah. bike versus 2016 bike. Yeah. Or is it like, is it drastically different? Like, no, the interface was drastically different. It looked very different than it does today. Okay. Uh, there was a leaderboard. So that looked the same, but the, and there were like metrics of what your resistance was, what your cadence was and your output. That's okay. it. There were no high fives. There was no power zone. There okay. was no, uh, there was like, it just looked very basic, you know? Was the instructor um, level the same, you know? Cause like now it's like a, it's like a party. Like when you go on and you ride with like one of your, your favorite, you know, instructor. Exactly. It's like, you, was it like that then or was it? It, it was, was. Okay. And, in, and and that's what I was so excited about because I wanted this engagement of like, this person's right in front of me. This is what I was looking for. And instantly I had so much fun. Like I loved it. I was like, this is the best thing ever. Also, um, it was very humbling because I thought I'm strong. And then I right. rode with, you know, 600 people because back in the day, 600 people was a lot of people on a class. Now that is very different time. Um, but, uh, yeah, then, you know, I was very much at the bottom of the leaderboard. I had crazy low output. I was like, Whoa, this is like, I have so much growth to do here, you know? Um, and so I was really excited. I felt the same way. I, I wrote my first ride. I want to say it was like with Kendall or something like that. And she was like, okay, you stand up and ride, get out of the saddle. And I'm like, I feel like a baby deer. Like, I don't even know how to do this. Like exactly. I'm standing up and I feel like, I'm like, I don't even know this. I feel so, I'm again, I should not be this uncoordinated. <laughs> I should be able to hammer this. I remember, and then quick story, you're going to think this is hilarious. I couldn't get my shoes out of the clips and I had to literally leave my shoes in the clips. And I walked in to tell my significant other, Lori, I'm like, 
babe, I got, st- I've been stuck in the Peloton for 27 minutes after my ride was over. Cause you couldn't get, yeah. I couldn't common. get out. It's totally common. I did the same thing. I was like, okay, I give up. I'm just leaving them there. Just leave yeah, them. I, I was like, matter. I am a moron. Like I, this bike <laughs> is way too, I am like, it, it was super, I mean, you said humbling. And I like, I just had a flashback to thinking like, this is way over my head. And I should, I'm not telling anybody about this. <laughs> now you just told everybody. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was very, very humbling, but I okay. also loved it. Like, yeah. I loved it. And I loved that I could do it on my time. Like that was just, amazing to me. Also at the time, talk about differences. There were 13 instructors. There was no app. Okay. There was, okay. it was called beyond the ride at the time. And all they had was some strength classes and it was very, very basic. Uh, and, uh, somewhere in 2017, that's when they started doing yoga classes. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, it's a whole evolution. Uh, I could go on and on about that. Oh, but now, I mean, they have, I mean, you can, yeah, anything and everything like, um, Lori does, you know, every Sunday, like we walk from our house to my, to my actual studio and she does a, a Peloton workout in my studio with her headset in and watching the video and the whole nine yards. So yeah, she absolutely loves it. So yeah, they're, they're super, I mean, updated as of today based on what they used to be. 55 instructors now, which is just mind blowing to go from 13 to 55. Yeah. Now Christian, Um, are any of the, are any of the OGs like back in the day, are they still, still, still doing it? Most of them are. Most oh, of really? them. Yeah. The okay. very first instructor Peloton ever hired uh, was Jen Sherman. And, okay. Love uh, Jen. and she, yes. Yeah. And uh, she actually was on our podcast and she told the story of how she reached out to John Foley with this yeah. email and how she got hired. It's hilarious because she was basically like, you need to hire me. Like right. I, I will be a great employee for you. And I love, I love eighties rock. And so does she. And I also love her, um, her language choices. Cause she makes me laugh hysterically. Like yes. the first time I was riding and, you know, I'm not expecting the, the Peloton instructor to say shit or anything of that <laughs> nature. And then Jen, she might've dropped an F-bomb. And I was like, I love you, Jen. Like, this is going to be awesome. She drops several F-bombs yeah. per class, which is she, what I love about her. Yeah. Cause she does it so real. Like it's not even like in an angry oh, it's not way fun. or no, like, no, no. you know. And, it, and that's what I love about her. She's it seems so, so natural. And that's what, when I was riding, I'm like, I love her. You know, so we, yeah, love Jens. I did not know that. That is super yes. cool. Okay. And Robin was hired very early on. Robin, okay. of course, is still there. Cody yeah. was hired not long after that. Christine Dierkel, uh, also like all of those guys are Alex Toussaint was that same year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So actually Ali and Ali Love and Matt Wilpers actually were hired in the same month, July of, I think it was 2018. Um, and might be getting my years mixed up, but they are considered new instructors to people who've been around for a long time. Like to me, they're new. (laughs) I love Matt because he loves country. And I also, he is so sweet. Like he won't even say shit. Like he'll say, oh, that's shoot. And I'll be like, Matt, it's okay. We're not gonna be mad at you. Like he just, he seems like such a nice young man. Like, you know, he's very proper. So yeah, I love him too, though. My favorites are, and I, I shouldn't say favorites. My favorites to ride to are, Dennis, because he loves country and he just makes me laugh. Like I, I love his little one-liners. Um, I love, I'm weird. I'm of a weird musical selection. I love emo. And so I love Kendall yes. um, when she does her emo rides and she's a savage. And then I love Olivia only because she is an absolute monster. Like yeah, she, well, yeah. I, mean, I find she it hard you. to ride with Olivia because she changes cadence and you know, she changes things so much. And there's so much time out of the saddle. 
honestly, it's it's not my thing, but like you will get a very good workout with her. Oh, yeah. Like all of the instructors are yeah. just amazing. Like they're, they're so all, they're all they phenomenal. Do. I would agree with you hundred percent. I usually base my ride on my music choice because I like I love country music. And so I'm like, when's Dennis going to put it? Cause Dennis is like the one who does the most country. So I'm like, or for me anyway. And I'm like, all right, when are you going to put out a new ride? So that is so cool that they've kind of like, there's, you said 66 instructors now. No, it's 55. Oh, 55, 55 yeah. instructors. That is super. Yeah. And is that across all platforms? Like the treadmill, the bike, the everything. Okay. It is. And that includes the other countries. So now they're in Australia, UK, oh, Germany. Right. So yeah, there's German instructors, then there's British instructors, and they even have an Australian instructor, Kira Michelle. She does their yoga classes. Okay. Um, and uh, so yeah, they're, they're definitely growing more every day. It's pretty cool. <laughs> okay. So back at it, 2016, you find this thing that's revolutionary. It's going to change your life. And at first response, it's like, this could change my life. It's pretty cool. Like, and then did, how did it evolve from there? Well, at first I was really, really into keeping all my stats. Like I was a total nerd about it. I downloaded all of my stuff out of Excel, like weekly. And I would compare my output and like see the graph. And I would like do a trend line. It was a whole thing. Yeah. Data nerd, project manager right here. And, um, and so then uh, that kind of evolved into... I just like, I got really into power zone training and then, uh, that increases your, your, um, output and your power over time for people who don't know. And it's a specific kind of training that Peloton does, but there's like only a few instructors that do it. It's a small subset. Anyway, I found that I stopped being motivated. It was really interesting little lesson with myself because, um, that type of class is very strategic and very prescriptive, mm. but I found that I missed all the other instructors. Like at the time there were two instructors that did it. That's because it was a long time ago. And, um, it felt it was Dennis and Matt and I loved both of them, but I felt like I missed my friends. I felt like I wasn't, I was doing this really structured thing and I wasn't able to just have fun. And I, and, and through that process, I felt sad and I realized I am a person who needs to have fun to yeah. keep coming back to exercise. So I just gave myself permission to like, just have fun. Like well, that's cool. it, it, because whatever, whatever keeps you coming back to whatever exercise you do, regardless of what it is, that's the key to, to coming back is having totally. fun and being engaged for me. And um, so I just wanted to, to do that. So that was kind of a learning experience. And I realized about myself that um I simultaneously wanted to be an athlete because I'd never identified as an athlete and I wanted to get stronger, but I also wanted to do it enough that I had fun and saw all the benefits of it and hang out with my friends. And, um, you know, before they had high fives on the bike, you would do group chat, group texts, or, uh, like in Facebook, we would all get together and be like, we're riding at the same ride and we would all talk to each other. Um, and well, also there were times everybody took the same classes, 6am live in the morning used to be a big time and everybody would ride 6am uh, Eastern and we would all be talking to each other offline while we're riding. And it was just really, really fun. Uh, the camaraderie really, really sucked me in to Peloton. It's like, I think some people experience it with like religion or church where they have this sense of community. Some yeah. people feel it in different gyms they've been to. For me, I'd never experienced anything like it. 
like a place where all over the country I had friends suddenly. And if I didn't show up on the bike, people would be messaging me like, is everything okay? Like where, you know, I had never experienced anything like that. Yeah. So it was, so, it was kind of, a, it was accountability as well. Like you felt supported and accountable to this group of friends. Yeah. And somewhere along the way, and I don't remember exactly what year this was, um, I started realizing that, uh, well, they started adding all these different modalities in. So that was kind of part of it. But I wanted to get strong. And we started having our podcast because we had been doing the, we started the podcast in 2017. So May of 2017. So July of 2016, I get the bike. July of 2017, we start the podcast. And, um, and then um, I was all in on the community, by the way, I went to the homecoming events that the, I, they used to call them HRIs. They used to be called home rider invasion. I would go to New York to ride a bike that I had at home and meet all the instructors. And I thought it was wow. the best thing ever. Okay. So you were all in now. Hold, let's pause really quick. I want to, I want to get a little touch on the podcast. Like, are you sitting on your back one day thinking like the world needs a Peloton podcast or like, how does this, how does this get created? funny story. My husband has a radio background. Okay. Okay. And he has his own podcast. He's had it for like eight years at this point. Um, it's all about movies and, um, he loves it. Like it is a huge, um, creative outlet for him. And I had this really button up job that I was working like 70 hours a week at the time. And I was just like, you have so much fun at your day job and you have this amazing fun outlet. I need to find something like this. And so we were driving and I remember this so well, we were just driving along and he was like, well, you should start a podcast. And I was like, what, like, what would I even talk about? And he was like, uh, the bike you won't shut up about would be great. (laughs) And I was like, I can't imagine talking about that bike for an hour a week. And he was like, I, he said something very colorful, but I will just say, he was like, if you only talked about that for a bike, that bike for a week, I would be so happy. So he, he starts, uh, we get home and he searches for it. He's like, there's no Peloton podcast. I totally think you should do this. There's a hole in the market. And Mm -hmm. somebody out there is already thinking about this idea. If you're going to do it, you need to do it. Or you're going to be kicking yourself that you didn't. So we decided that day we're going to do it. And uh, that was like in March of that, of, 20, of 2017, we went to our first homecoming in uh, home rider invasion May of 2017. And I interviewed Matt Wilpers. He was the very first guest we ever had on the podcast and Aww. got to meet him in person. Sweetest guy ever to say yes, by the way, because he had no idea who the heck I was. Right. And, um, and uh, then we met a whole bunch of the instructors, a whole bunch of people from the community. I uh, started lining up interviews and um, really it became this thing where I just wanted to be involved in the community. There were so many people on the Facebook page that had these inside jokes and they were having so much fun and I wanted to be part of it how it started. I just wanted to get to know them. So I just started inviting people that stood out to me. Like somebody did something funny or unique on the Peloton Facebook group. I would just invite them and just have a conversation about whatever they did or said. And uh, that just led to so many amazing opportunities, including getting to interview more of the instructors. Eventually we got to interview John Foley uh, live at one of the, the homecomings. I think it was 2018. Uh, that was so much fun. Um, along the way though, I kept meeting all these amazing people who just kept pushing me. Um, and I mean that in in a good way. Uh, I met people who had done all these amazing things, like not start running until they were in their forties. And I was approaching 40 at this point. And, um, they, they actually, a group of them all joined together and without 
any training whatsoever, decided, let's do an Ironman together, not a half Ironman, a full Ironman. And this group of people trained for a year solid. Uh, they got coaches, they got PTs, you know, um, they they had the resources to be able to do that. And they just trained and they trained their butts off and did an entire Ironman. I was so inspired, so wow. incredibly inspired, um, interviewed them. And they invited me to do a half Ironman relay the following year. So uh, I was scared to death, literally have never run more than a mile in my life. And they picked me for running because the bike was covered because there were so many Peloton people and I, never, I didn't know how to swim well enough to do that. So it had to be running. That was what was lost. Right. So I had to go from never having run to running 13 miles. And I had to do it in a quick enough time that our team could finish. So it was a lot of pressure, but uh, I trained for it and I did it. And it was like one of the best experiences of my life. It was so much fun. And uh, that got me into running. And so that year, Peloton, decided, they announced they were coming out with a treadmill. So of course I had to buy it. Yeah. And uh, and I have been a runner ever since. In fact, I run now more than I bike at this point. Um, and I take all Peloton classes. Uh, that first year, whenever I did the training for the half Ironman uh, relay team, I did all of my training outside because I didn't have a treadmill. Uh, but after that, I have done most of my running inside and I'm actually getting ready to, in April, I'm going to try to do the 21 miler in Big Sur. Um, and, uh, and then if that goes well, then I'm going to do my first marathon in 2023 at the New York city marathon. So, wow, that's super cool. <laughs> but it all led from these people inspiring me. Like it all yeah. led from people like, oh, but you could do more. And then when I saw I could do more, I was like, well, what else can I do? You know? Yeah. So let's, let's touch on that. Cause I think that's a really cool um, point that I think most people, need, most people are not isolatory, meaning like they need a pack or a community or a group in order to continually keep moving forward because, you know, you hit those roadblocks and those challenges and adversities and those days, you just don't feel like doing it. So had, and you'd never had that before. And so would you say like, that was one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle? Like, I mean, because the running was there, the bike was available, like, you know, you could have always done those things. So it was actually yeah. the community around it. It absolutely was. It absolutely was. If I wouldn't have had so many people behind me telling me I could do it, I wouldn't have done it. I literally did not see how it was possible for me to run 13 freaking miles. Like yeah. I was like, I've never run a mile. How am I going to do that? Um, so yeah, that was those people inspired me and pushed me and I love them for it so much. Now, what part does that play in your success now? Like the community, the the groups that you got kind of created the, you know, the podcast, everything, like how is that still playing into your success? Well, it's so funny because now when I go on vacation anywhere, um, there's always people that we know from the Peloton community. So we always have a meetup. Like even if it's a three-day weekend, like went to, went to Philly a few weeks ago and I ended up seeing a friend I haven't seen in person since 2018, but we've been friends since the beginning. We got our bike the same month and we've been friends since then. And, um, that community is what drives me. There are days, and I'm sure you feel this way with being a business owner, doing a podcast. There are days you're just like, why do I do this again? Like you're just, it's so, it's, yeah. it takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot out of you. And yeah. And, and for me, what fills my bucket, so to speak, is the people. It's the connections. It's the people that are like, um, that we made them laugh when we had an episode or or I'll post a progress photo and talk about my workouts and that inspires somebody else. Uh, and then vice versa. They talk about something that they're doing and that inspires me 
that's what fills my bucket is that those connections with people. I just think it's amazing. Cool. And so is that the, is that kind of the, the main focus of the podcast is, is it's really inspirational, really like motivational around the Peloton it's community? More, it's more about highlighting community members. And so okay. sometimes it is a very inspirational story. Sometimes it's, they're just a regular person that hasn't done anything quote unquote amazing, but they have done something that they didn't think they could do, which well, is, amazing, which is, I was about right? to say, which is massively amazing. I mean, I, for me, I like, you know, in being around health and fitness for so long, it's like, I look for those stories now more than I look for the big grandiose things. Right. Because I think that those are the really cool ones. Cause those people are usually less likely to share as well. Absolutely. Like a lady that we um, emailed just, or, you know, I don't know where that came from that we interviewed a couple of weeks ago. Uh, her name is Melissa call. Um, she is a Peloton user for sure. But the, the thing that stood out to me about her was that she wanted to be a songwriter and she wanted to be a singer. And um, she moved to New York uh, to work on Broadway. And she like works backstage with costumes and helps the kids and wow. stuff on Broadway. And, um, and like, and is also a Peloton writer. So like, it's an amazing story and hearing her background and how she made those choices is amazing. And inspiring, but not necessarily about fitness. So we tell those stories, like we tell yeah. stories that just and um, and then we also do a news segment every week. You would be surprised how much there is to cover about all the instructors, what they're up to, what the company is up to, what's going on financially, uh, yeah. what's going on with all the things. So we touch on everything. Well, let's touch on that. So what do you see? I mean, we're moving into 2023. Are there any things that you can share with us that you, that is on the forefront for Peloton? Like what's, what's, what's new and exciting? So I definitely do not have any insider secrets. Let me just say that. Um, and I am not affiliated with Peloton. I will tell you that uh, they opened up the studio this past year to be able to have people back in the studio, which was awesome. Um, obviously COVID had put a stop to that. So it was really mm -hmm. exciting for people to be able to go back. Right now they're only open for people to come into the studios on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, I do know that they are going to be at least adding Thursday next year, um, and we're hoping for even more days later in the year. So that looks like Thursday, uh, Thursday in February gets added. Um, and then they, of course, came out with the rower this year. Uh, mm -hmm. I got the rower. I was uh, one of the very first people in St. Louis to get the rower, and uh, I love it. I have so much fun with it. And here's a funny thing. Um, I'm actually, for the first time ever, at the top of the leaderboard. I have always been at the bottom, but for some reason with rowing, I am closer to the top, which is just goes to show you never know yeah. what your sport is. But anyway, I digress. Uh, the rower has been a lot of fun. New instructors have uh, popped up with the rower um, and it, they keep adding new features to the app. There has been new stuff. We also uh, are getting hints that there is going to be a new pricing structure coming out uh, for the app specifically in 2023. So right now there you pay for the app. If you don't have a piece of equipment, you can buy the, the equipment and there's also a monthly fee to, to access everything. But if you wanted to just have the app and not a piece of equipment, there is another fee that you can pay, which I think is like $12.99. So it looks like they're going to be changing that pricing structure going forward. And so they're going to have some kind of like plus kind of offerings where it's going to be, you can have a flat amount that you pay that gives you all the access to let's say the bike for a certain number of hours but then if you want to have 
and the tread and who knows, maybe the rower, then that's going to be a certain fee. We don't know what any of those fees are going to be yet. We just know that that pricing structure is changing. Uh, and of course, the leadership has changed dramatically in the last year. Um, basically, uh, the shares all went really downhill after COVID started to come to an end. And uh, so they asked John Foley, who had been the CEO and founder, to leave. They brought in a new CEO, uh, Barry um, and Barry McCarthy, and um, and then a lot of the top management level that had been there since the beginning. Uh, they had asked to leave and have new people coming in, or they left on their own and they have new people coming in. So it's actually been a very tough year for Peloton. Um, there has been a lot of layoffs. It's been a very sad time for the community and for the people who work there. Um, but they seem to be very laser focused on growth this year and coming back uh, fully. And it's been fascinating to watch the business aspects of things. Um, so I've been very, very caught up in all of that this year. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm fascinated with that aspect of it as well. That was leads me to my next question is, from a growth perspective, I mean, that's a big word, right? It's like, you know, are we trying to sell more bikes? Do we want more just global users just from the app? Like, you know, with, I know you don't have any inside details, but like, you know, a lot more than me and, and you know, my listeners, like, what do you see or what do you know anything about? Like, what's what does growth mean to Peloton? Like, what are they trying to do? That's a great question. Right now, they just want to be stable. They want to be cash flow stable. They want to be um, they want to be net. I think it's net income where they're at least neutral and net sure. income neutral. Um, in 2023, I believe there is hope that they are going to be uh, cash, no, net income. I think it was gross income positive uh, in 2023, fiscal year 2023. Now their fiscal year starts in September. So they're already a quarter, a full quarter into their fiscal year for 2023. Yeah. Um, and that's what they're hoping for. And they have changed a lot of things. For example, now you can buy the bike on Amazon. They, in you, that was never a thing before. They have had bikes for sale in Dick's Sporting Goods, never a thing before. Uh, now you are able to um, also get things from Amazon UK and the Germany partnership is going to be happening anytime soon for the Amazon or for Amazon Germany. Uh, so people can order their bikes online now. Uh, and it's really interesting to see that um, how they're doing the financial model with that um, because Amazon buys all those bikes up front and then sells them. So they have to pay Peloton for those bikes up front, but it doesn't become a subscription until Amazon sells the bike. Right. So it's interesting to see what that does to their earnings report. And this next quarter, quarterly earnings that we see will be the first time that we have seen what the results of that is going to be. Uh, but they have reported that Amazon has been, the partnership has been doing very, very well. I believe that the Dick's Sporting Goods partnership has also been doing very, very well. Uh, and I think, I think that's smart. And they also started putting uh, Peloton bikes in all the Hilton hotels across the country. My uh, next question was, was going to be hotel partnerships because I we travel quite a bit and I know that they've had a partnership with like Weston um, and that brand of, of hotels. So now they're, they're moving to move into one with Hilton. And um, I think it was it was a very crazy number. Of, I think it was like 180 hotels. By the end of this year, we're going to have uh, Hilton hotels. We're going to have um, Pelotons in them. Yeah. And when we were in, in Philadelphia, the it was a Marriott, but it was owned by Hilton. And they had the Peloton uh, bikes. And the one we stayed at in Atlanta, which was a Hilton, and, and they said they had a sign up and it was like, we will have Peloton bikes by the end of the year. So we missed it by like a week. <laughs> I was... 
I was just in Philadelphia and we stayed at the Doubletree um, for an event and they had they had three bikes in the gym there. And I don't even know, I don't know what affiliation double tree is. I don't know if that's Hilton. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. No clue. But I, it's the first time I'd, it, well, I, first time I've stayed in a double tree in a long, long time, but I didn't even, I did not expect them to have um, Pelotons in the actual gym, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. And that actually comes from their purchase of Precore. The people who have been working on Precore <clears throat> Peloton commercial oh. are the ones that have been driving that partnership. So okay. it's been pretty exciting to watch that. I think that's interesting and fascinating for me as, as a business owner, like what you said about like trying to get cash flow positive, like trying, because I think the average consumer to no fault of their own probably says, well, oh, they're, they got to be gazillionaires. I mean, they're making so much money. It's ridiculous. Like they, I can't believe they charge that for a bike or they charge that for a subscription. Like guys, I want you to hear that again. Like it's well, run, running a business is challenging. <laughs> It is. It is. And it sounds, it sounds easy. Like you charge people a certain amount and then you get, you, you sell it and then yeah. you get the money, but there's all these things that you had to pay for. To that. So it does, it's not like you just, somebody gives you a thousand dollars for the bike and you get to keep all thousand dollars. You have to pay for all the things that went into making the bike. And in that case, um, you know, I think, I think the big challenge for them looking back, it's easy to see, but during COVID, you know, I think that they thought, they were growing so fast. I think their egos got a little big and it was like, oh, we're going to, we're going to be this big and it's always going to be this crazy demand. Yeah. And so I think they got a little over anxious about that and, you know, spent a little much money. On well, that. it was, it was interesting. They had the, I mean, I think, I mean, I, you know, this sounds crazy to come out of somebody's mouth, but I think COVID happened at the perfect time for them because they had just experienced that Super Bowl commercial debacle that everybody was pissed about. Like, I, I was confused about it. I'm like, why is everybody so mad? Like, I was just, I didn't even know what was going on. Um, a, I don't watch a lot of TV. I didn't even really pay that much attention to it. And then COVID kind of hit and everybody's like, we forgive you. Forget about that commercial. My bad. Can I get a bike? That is and, exactly what happened. And it was like perfect timing for them. Who knows what would have happened if that hadn't have transpired. But I agree with you. Then things got really good and, you know, from a forecasting perspective, like I like to do, I'm thinking this isn't going to last forever. Like we got to figure this out. And then like, how are we going to manage once this kind of dies back down? Cause I've never seen a, I've never seen a bike for sale, like Facebook marketplace up until probably six months ago. And now you're like, Hey, everyone, I'm selling my bike. I'm getting rid of this. And I'm like, Oh no, like it kind of, it's like that elliptical you were talking about earlier. People are like, it yeah. is. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's still a lot of people that love their Peloton oh bikes, my gosh, yeah. um, but there were also a lot of people that, you know, yes, Peloton was the magic thing for me. That doesn't mean yeah. it's going to be the magic thing for everybody, you know? Yeah. And so that's, that's just some people it's the elliptical and they can't understand yeah. why I had an inch of dust on mine, but it happened. <laughs> but I'm like you, like, I mean, I think variety and fun and everything is, is, is the, is, is necessary. Like for me, like I actually own a physical gym. Like I can, I can walk to my gym from my house if I want to. And across my office is my Peloton bike. Right. It's like, so it's like, you know, I, there's, there's reasons to have everything. Cause like, Sometimes I'm sitting at my desk and my brain's not working correctly. And I'm like, well, I'm going to throw my shoes on. I'm going to do a 20 minute ride and just get the noggin, you know, working. It's like, it can be therapy for me. Sometimes it can be like, Absolutely. you know, just a mental reset. It doesn't even have to be like, I don't have to go in there and crush it. Like sometimes I just like, I, I go on a dentist ride and I don't even do what he says. 
Like I just ride the yeah. bike and listen to the music and I laugh at his jokes and, and all of that. Like, I'm not one of those people where I feel like, well, if he says stand up, I have to stand up. Or if he says go to, you know, 80, I have to go to 80. Like, I'm just going to cruise, have some fun, listen to some good music, laugh at his jokes and move on. That's honestly the best thing about Peloton, regardless of what your level is or what your interest is, there's something yeah. for everybody. I mean, it. It doesn't have to be the bike. It could be riding or it could yeah. be running. It could be rowing. It could be yoga. It could be Pilates. But there's something to meet you wherever you are. And yeah. if, if you want to be the person that listens to everything they say, great, go do totally. that. If, if you want to be the person that just listens for the music, great, yeah. do that. Or, or both. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. you, like, sometimes you want to win. Like Sometimes you're like, I'm going to win this ride today. And sometimes I don't even look at the leaderboard. Like I could care less if I'm in last place or or where I'm at. So like you can do both. Like you have you have permission. You give yourself permission to use it for whatever you want to use it for, right? I think exactly. that's probably a message that you would you would prescribe to as well. Now tell me about the treadmill a little bit before we move on, because I um I've never used the I've never used the treadmill and the running app and all of that jazz. Is there everything from walking to holy shit like this is gonna be hard like is oh it yeah everything? yeah they have they have walking hiking running um they have endurance runs they have hit runs they have okay. um they have everything. uh and i was again i got my treadmill day one like as soon as i could order it i ordered it it took a year to get it because back then yeah. another story i won't go into that i was not a happy camper how long i had to wait for my treadmill but they they um had such a demand for them i got the tread plus so that's the one with the big slats it's ginormous it's also the one that got recalled because uh sadly there were some injuries with the uh and and one death with the uh tread plus um i can tell you why i haven't gotten one and is because i actually i my theory is and i don't know this for factuality that they partnered with woodway on that first, or it's it's a version of a. If you you know what a Woodway treadmill is, I know exactly what it is. Okay, because yes. they have those same slats, and I love a Woodway treadmill. So when it first came out, I like I was just looking at it online. I'm like, I think maybe it's not a Woodway. So if it's, it's not, not. I mean, please, I mean, it's please, not. yeah, okay. But it's it looks like a Woodway treadmill. Like it has the slats, and I'm like, that is for a awesome. third of the price for a third yeah, of the price. That 100%. was what was so exciting about it. And I'm it, like, right? this is so cool. And then when I went to actually order one. It must have been after the recall. And I'm like, where's my where's my Woodway knockoff? Like whatever. And it was gone. And I was like, oh, I was so bummed out. Like it's it's been really sad. And um honestly, as a Peloton user, even up until they had a really long window that you could return it. It was two years that you could return it. Um, and they have still not come out with a fix for it because they have to work in conjunction with the CP CSPC. And that has to be whatever fix they come up with has to not only be approved, um, like on paper, but then going through the entire process of, you know, all the engineering and then actually yeah. creating it. So that's still in progress. And this year in November, which was the deadline, they came out and said, we're going to give everybody one more year if you still want to send it back. Uh, they can, they will have to pry it from my cold, dead hands. I yeah. love my tread plus. And um, I have run on the tread and it is a very nice tread. I love it. It is not the tread plus. And like, it's totally different running on like one of those styles versus running on just the actual old school belt driven ones. I could not agree more. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I will never give mine up because no. I had such knee issues before all of this. And well, I also was using the wrong shoes because again, I didn't know what I was doing. So I was just using a pair of shoes and a pair of shoes is what I right. used to think. But um, anyway, uh, so that definitely helped too. But the tread has been instrumental in me not having knee issues while running. So I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm with you 100%. If you decide to sell it, call me first or uh-huh. send it back. <laughs> No way. So let's, let's, before we go, I want to get into some, I mean, I'm going to say dirt, but it's not dirt. Like, let's talk about the instructors. Like you've got an opportunity. Cause I think this is what people are like, well, cool. Like, cause you said a while ago, like Matt was so sweet and so awesome. I think, you know, it's almost like a, it's almost like TV, right? You get this interpretation of what this character is like. And then are they really like that? Are they really that bubbly? Are they really that funny? Are they really that like, so give us some like cool stuff about some of the, the instructors where everybody would be like, okay, cool. I love that about that person. First of all, I have not yet met an instructor that did not come across exactly as they were on the screen. Good. So I, I, I just want to say that across the board, everybody has given that same vibe that they give. Um, I will also say as time has worn on, they have become complete celebrities and it is so much harder to get to them than it used to be um used to be able to just send a a message on instagram and talk to them and now it's like even run their instagram accounts half the time you know they have people for that i've tried to get a couple i've tried to get a couple on my show and it's like pulling it's like pulling teeth um yeah so I show anymore like i mean it's a podcast about peloton (laughs) and i I even said jay not Joe Rogan Nixon, and they I thought maybe putting Rogan in there, they might read that they they saw right through the BS. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have they have a lot of gatekeepers now. Um, but you know, at the same time, it's my favorite part is when a new instructor comes in and they're kind of like bright-eyed and they're Green like a little bit, yeah. Like- yeah they'll still answer you on instagram they'll still talk to you um and uh that's kind of my favorite part but i have to say that all the times i've been to the studio which is very small compared to people who live in new york because i live in missouri it's a whole thing to get there um and i have never not felt incredibly welcomed by every level of peloton and all of the community like you walk in and just people who you've never met before will start talking to you and telling you their stories and vice versa yeah and the instructors love it too they love oh, having cool. the people come in it really really fills their bucket um so the big thing that i think is different than what you see on 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 the screen is that like they're in a rush they come into the studio now and like i remember the last time we were there um <laughs> times have changed since before COVID and Cody came into the room and he was like, he was like heads down. Like he had that, that celebrity vibe. You know what I'm talking about? Where he had like the hood up right. and he was just like walking through really fast. Like, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Not because he was being rude. He had to get to a class and he couldn't, I mean, it was, there weren't even that many people in the room, but he couldn't right. get distracted. That's different than what you see on the screen. Um, yeah. But it doesn't mean that he's not a very nice oh, person. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you get, you get yeah. that for <laughs> yeah. sure. I think that's really the big difference, you know, it's just, they've got their own personal lives and they're really good at turning it off for the, the screen. They're really good at like, they'll tell you about things, but they don't bring their feelings to the bike. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or the tread they, they can, they are very good at being professionals and they can talk about their lives and be open and transparent, but still maintain uh, a bit of separateness and I love that about them but yeah I will tell you since you t- you like Dennis so much I will tell you this whenever we interviewed him I was so shocked at 
how incredibly intelligent he is. Not because he should not be intelligent, but because he got so much deeper. Like we spent a half hour talking to him about books before we even started recording. Like he and my husband had read the same things and they got in this long discussion about literary stuff. I had no idea really what any of it was because I'm not a literary person, but they were in such a deep conversation. And that really is a piece that we don't really get to see of totally. Dennis on the bike. So um, I really enjoyed that. And I thought that was really cool. And a lot of people I don't think have ever gotten to see that aspect of him. Yeah. So that was cool. I make my decisions. Like, I'm always like, I think I think I could be friends with that guy. Or like, I couldn't be friends with that guy. I think I could be friends with Dennis. Like he seems like he's, <laughs> he seems like he's funny, but he's also smart. He's like, he's super witty. Like, I like his one-liners. Like, I think he and I would be bros. Um, that's cool. I really like that. So give me, let's, before we go, what is the difference? What's the experience like? Cause I think everybody probably listened is like, Oh my God, I would love to go to New York and like be in a class. Like, Oh yeah. That versus like, you know, you've went to 24 hour fitness and you took a spin class and it was, a oh. you know, you had, you had a great time. Like what, give me the, like, is it, okay. is it, is it, almost, is it theatric? Cause I'm, I'm trying to picture, is it theatrical? Is it just different or is it really different? Like, are you a Disney person? Not really, but you can keep going. I make it, I make it contextualize it. Okay. Um, from the second you walk in, people are like, they're just so welcoming. It's like your home. It's okay. like, they're like, what are you here for? Uh, what class are you here for? As you check in, they're like, do you have a milestone today? Is it your birthday today? Let's make sure that you are you know, going to get a good spot on the bike or on the tread. Um, and whenever the instructor walks in the room, they have not started recording yet. Uh, and they will chat with you. Like they do a little circle around the room and it's just kind of very informal. And uh, it used to be when you went beforehand, like everything you saw on camera was what we saw in the room, no more. Uh, Now there are cameras and lights and there's six people talking to you through the walls and you have no idea where they are. And they're like, okay, places everyone. And here's what we're gonna do. And they give you a whole rundown. It is very much a production. But having said all of that, like they keep it real. Like um, I did a yoga class with Mariana Fernandez um, and she was actually substituting for Ross Rayburn that day. So I didn't know that I was going to get to meet her. And uh, I had had the opportunity to like see her. It's a long story, but we ended up going to this fashion show thing that Logan Aldridge was doing called Runway of Dreams. And, and, um, and so she was at that event. So I got to meet her briefly that night. So two weeks later, she walks in this room and she remembers me. She's like, oh my God, you came back to New York. And, and she like stops and gives everybody in the room a hug. She insists on taking a picture before. She insists on bringing out all the camera people. We all take a picture together. It's so much love in the room. Like it's okay. genuine love. They love what they do. I took a run that weekend with Adrian and DJ John Michael, uh, who I love DJ John Michael. I love his energy. Um, and um and just kept saying like, man, I was in such a bad mood before I got here. You guys are bringing me life. Like, I'm so glad everybody's back in the studio. And he insisted on taking a picture with everybody there. One big group picture. Um, it was just really nice. Like they, they genuinely love the people that come in. We give them energy just like they give us energy. That's and cool. uh, so it is like seeing your favorite characters at Disney World. Though. Yeah. That's what I would say is, it, <laughs> is, it in, is it intimidating at all? Because it sounds like to somebody who maybe is like, I mean, you're pretty seasoned at this stage, right? So it's like, I know what I'm doing. Like first time, like walking in and you're like, 
cold. Yeah, it is because it's a it's a two story building. Um, and so I actually did a walkthrough for our blog for our website because I was like, this is are all there multiple know. classes going on at the same time? I mean, obviously, but even even that are being produced and and, and okay, yeah. When the day I was there, the rower had not been announced yet. And um, like it had been announced, but it hadn't like come out. Like you could not buy it yet. Right. But one of the brand new rowing instructors, Katie, Katie Wong was there and she like pops out of this room. She was in there. She was doing like content that hadn't even been released yet. And uh, she pops out and like takes a selfie with me because that's just the kind of people these they are. Aww, that's cool. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it is intimidating a little bit. Um, I think that the, the biggest piece of advice that I can give people if you've never been to the studio is just talk to the people in line, talk to the employees. They are all so nice. I have never met a bad, like a mean person at Peloton Studios, whether it be a person visiting or one of the employees. Everybody is so nice. Everybody wants to talk to you. It's amazing. That's cool. Do you have any plans to go back? Oh, yeah. Um, it, I will go back to as often as I can, but it's really hard to get into a class now. Like, oh, that really was going to be, hard. that was going to be my next question is like, <laughs> do you have to like sign up like six months in advance or okay. you have to sign up six weeks in advance classes go on sale Monday at noon Eastern for six weeks from now for that with the, for that Friday, Saturday, Sunday timeframe. Okay. And uh, they sell out in less than a minute. It is harder than getting concert tickets. It is mm -hmm. so hard. What's the, what's the fee per class? The fee per class is $35. That's it. That's awesome. I'm glad they did. Cause I mean, they could have, they could easily, easily double that and people would pay it, triple it and people would pay it. To be honest, it. I really thought they would when they came back. I really thought they would and they didn't. But now it's tough because the people who live closest to New York get in all the time. People who live far away, sure. it's really hard for, cause you can't book your flights until you know. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a <laughs> challenging thing. It's like, hey, where are you going on vacation? We're like, well, I'm going to, to New York, but I don't know when, and I don't know. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Very cool. That is super cool. All right. Let's talk about the podcast really quick. So everybody can make sure they follow, listen. Cause I mean, I have, I know a lot of my listeners love Peloton, have bikes. Your um handle is Crystal. Clip out Crystal. Okay. And uh, the podcast is called Flip Out. So you flip out and then you find out what's going on with Peloton after you do your class. That's the thought process. Uh, yeah. And uh, and so you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on uh, Twitter, leaderboard, Clip Out Crystal, and um, the website, theclipout.com. There's all of our past episodes and you can search for if you're looking for somebody in particular. It's a great way to learn about the company or any instructors you want to cool. know about. And I will, I'll link all that in the show notes, guys. You don't have okay. to write, you don't have to write all that down. Like if somebody's frantically writing, it'll all be in the show notes. Um, you can guys can see, if you miss something, send me a note and I'll give you um, all Crystal's handles and the podcast and the whole nine yards. Thanks for being on the show. I mean, I find this, I'm fascinated. I think this has been super enjoyable for me. Like, I think it's just cool to meet somebody who is also enthusiastic about like, you know, just being healthy and being fit and, and all of those crazy things. Like, what is on the agenda for you as we move into the, to the new year? Well, um, a lot. Like I said, I'm training for the Big Sur event and um, with three podcasts that I do, it's it's a little crazy right now. Um, and then, you know, a job. So <laughs> uh, all, all of those things. And um, hopefully in some time, I'm hoping to get to go to uh, Peloton in May of 2023. Go to the actual studio. So we'll very see. cool. Well, I'm following you on Instagram and everywhere else now. So I'll make sure I keep tabs on you. And uh, I can't wait. What is for your you. what What's your leaderboard name? Um, 
So I am a uber bizarre human. I, I change my leaderboard name all the time. Currently, it is nunchucks and nachos. Nunchucks and nachos. Do yeah. you get shout outs because you should? Um, I don't even know. I maybe I, I I've never paid attention, <laughs> but I change it all the time because I'm like I I need to. I'm really weird when it comes to everything, so I need to be entertained and educated at the same time I do anything. And so for me, just sometimes changing my own rider name makes me laugh. And I'm like, can I, can I tell you a funny story about that? Yes, you got it. Please do. Yeah. Okay. So back in the day before we could do, uh, we could do high fives. Um, it was a tradition when somebody was having a milestone ride, everybody would send messages by putting their name, like their leaderboard name and congrats in the location. That's how we all talked to each other back okay. then. Um, so one time when a friend was uh, doing her milestone ride, everybody decided to change their leaderboard name to her leaderboard name so that she got shout outs the whole class. That was okay. the idea. Well, there was a woman named, her, her name is Yanina, but her leaderboard name is Yaya. Uh, she changed her leaderboard name for that class. As soon as she got done with the class, she went to go change it back. It was gone. Somebody had taken it. And uh, it took weeks and a lot of intervention uh, to get it back. She did eventually get it back. But wow. uh, so be careful about changing your leaderboard name if it's well, something you want to go back to. <laughs> if anybody ever changes theirs to nunchucks and nachos, like they can have it because that means they're funny. And I dig that and I'm, I'm all for it. So if you're listening <laughs> and you want it and it's available, get it. And I will have mad props for you. And I'll just think of something else radical to make mine. So I'm not, I'm not that married to, but yours, do not change yours. I mean, that would be crazy on your part, right? Like, <laughs> Yours is yours well, is it's really, a branding thing now. Yeah, yours is too cool, and it's 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 your personal brand now. So you got to be careful. You can't play any games like I can. So I cannot. If you, if you ever want to change it, you tell me. I'll make my name your new name, and then Aww. that way you can at least have it on on there somewhere. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you, <laughs> Crystal. It was awesome having you on the show. I can't wait to just follow you, learn more about you. I'll I'll um, link your Instagram and everything so that all the listeners can can join in all the uh, the awesomeness that you've got uh, coming up. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun chatting with you. Awesome. All right, we'll see you soon. Okay. Bye. Hey, before you go, I'd just like to say thank you again for listening to the Thrive Forever Fit podcast and watching on YouTube. It means the absolute world to me. And if you would... If you would do me one favor, and that is simply subscribe and review this podcast on whatever platform it is that you enjoy it on, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, doesn't matter. I would absolutely be so grateful and so thankful if you do that for me. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you again next week with an awesome, awesome episode. Bye. I'm not